Welcome to the Ocean Tribe Hangout, where we chat with water humans from across the world. We focus on passion, representation, and most importantly, inspiring the world to venture into the most beautiful place, the ocean. Let's tuck in. Our guest today is the phenomenal Shamir Mahmoud. He is a filmmaker, an underwater photographer, a freediver, a conservationist, and all-round water human. He joins the Black Mermaid to speak about his passions, representation, collaborations, and stories of love and how the ocean is love. Let's tuck in. A small reminder that our podcasts are audios that are extracted from my Instagram live interviews. So I do hope that you'd give us a little bit of grace because the stoke is real. Um, So be a bit patient with us as we find our way. But thank you for being here. Cheers. I'm going to ask you the, the, the home question. What is your smile bringer, your life giver, your your heart singer, your, your thing, your, your wake up in the morning and life is okay, good. So what makes me feel good? Yes, what, what's your thing? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Just, um, you know, what, what really makes me feel good is when I see other people in a good space, when I see people laughing and smiling and I think that is just infectious and I just love seeing someone else with a big smile on their faces or being all happy and positive, you know, and I think that just rubs off and that makes me want to stay positive. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I, I, I love that so much because like people have like vibes, right? Like good vibes and good energies and you're definitely a holder of that good energy and I mean um we'd met online and we chatted online and our our kayak session was i think we had met officially once before but we both in the we both in our little kayak boat were just like at home like there was no like i felt at home at least so i definitely echo your good vibes no definitely and also um i think um like I said, um, positivity is infectious. So you were there with your, with your beam of sunshine and your energy. And, you know, uh, it made me feel less afraid going out in the open ocean in the kayak for the first time. And then just being welcomed into this great body of water by the inhabitants of the water. That was something special, I think. And if we wouldn't have been talking as much as we did, I'd probably be shedding tears on that kayak. <laughs> of joy yeah and um and i think that's just that's an amazing thing but one of the things that we connected on was just how we were like late bloomers to the ocean like you know the whole world is like yeah we've been doing this and we're like even us now and we love it and you know you have to tell us how did you tell us your story how does how does the ocean find you four years ago so and she just like, she rips your heart and she runs with it and you chase her for the rest of your life. What, what, what's happening? How did it happen? Um, so I'm going to try to cut the, the long story short. Um, I've always loved swimming, obviously. And my father taught me to swim when I was four and he was like, a, he loved the ocean and he's one of the 
the old guys that used to work on one of our famous research ships, uh, the Isaac Gallas, when he was a kid, his father used to take him and his brother for a walk down District 6, go to the beach, spend the Sunday there, bring home crayfish for lunch. And I think all his tales of adventures rubbed off, and I was very intrigued by him. But then, obviously, um, I started watching movies uh, about free diving and all those conservation movies about how people are working with animals. And I was like, yo, that would be cool to do one day. But in reality, you don't see that. You don't see people that look like the two of us doing that. You don't see people of color scuba diving or free diving. And then you also have that the mindset where history plays a big part. Um, and I think for, for Capetonians specifically, that lived close to the ocean, they were actually now banned from the ocean and said, you can't be here anymore. And I think that mindset just trickled down to generations um, thinking that the ocean is not a place for us. But then as I grew up, I was like, but why is it not for us? Who says it's not yeah. for us? Why can't we do that? Yeah. And then I started reaching out, you know, um, I reached out to a couple of people. I even spoke to John and Danila of Cape Town Freediving. Um, inquiring about their courses and they gave me like a good price for a for a group a group course and then I made that post public and I asked people to join me on on that course and this is where my friend Junaid actually saw that and okay he was a random stranger at the time and then he sent me a DM on Instagram saying while you're waiting for your courses just come dive with me and my friends we dive every weekend oh. I see one of the guys is actually on here watching us, Amir. Thank you, Amir. <laughs> so Amir and Junaid is actually the first two people that took me to the ocean for the very first time. Um, oh. Not for the first time, but I, had a, I put on a mask for the very first time. And I actually looked under the surface and saw what wow. it looks like. It was very scary. <laughs> I was very scared first. Um, while they were diving down in the kelp, I was thinking, why are these guys leaving me alone on the surface? What is a shark coming, you know? I was terrified um, laying there by myself um, because when I grew up, the movie Jaws became very famous and I was, I just had Jaws' soundtrack playing in my mind, you know? Yeah. But then once I started trusting these guys and I yeah. saw that nothing was out to get me, I could actually see that what yes, this is actually a beautiful place. Um, wow. And then I became angry <laughs> because I thought to myself that I just live 40 minutes away from the ocean, but nobody oh. brought me to experience this. Nobody told yeah. me I could go do it. Um, and that's also when I made up my mind that I would now um, introduce children to what I've just experienced. Yeah. So that is basically my introduction to the ocean and then obviously after a while um cape town free diving called me and told me samir we want to put you on our courses free of charge um the courses start tomorrow are you in interested and i was like yes i am yes. <laughs> <laughs> so so your whole story is amazing right because you tell us of how once you put it out into the universe the people who are closer to you found you and said, come out with us, which is incredible. And then there's the second part that says, there's all of the stories that we grow up with that say, 
you know, there's the movie Jaws and there's the many things that we grow up um, knowing about the ocean or hearing about the ocean without really knowing about it. And we take on this fear and it becomes our fear. So that's like so intense. And I mean, and I share with you, I found Cape Town Freedivers when I first started looking up freediving stuff. Uh, Cape Town Freedivers was what came up and I was coming down to Cape Town. So I messaged them. I was like, I want to do your introductory course. <laughs> and, um, and I often joke with Daniela that I am certain, I think um, the instructor that I had that day, uh, Stefan, when I had to do my rescue, that poor guy, hey, that poor guy, <laughs> that's when I realized that um, freediving instructors go through the most because as I did his rescue, I was like pulling him his head to the top to the top it was like it was so funny and every single time i see him i want to apologize every single time i see him i want to be like i'm better now you know i would do a better rescue now <laughs> uh, but, yeah but they are they are amazing people absolutely and i mean um what else did i want to share oh when you you also spoke about how you know when you started going into the space you realized that there weren't many people that looked like us and i'm so with you you know this morning as i was having my morning coffee i had this this feeling in my heart of just this deep gratitude that cape town one of the places that holds some of the some of the most painful memories of like the group areas act where people were actually moved away from their ocean facing homes to like lesser desirable places. That's like my new statement. I think it's easier to say, but they were moved away from these oceans and how the story, especially in Cape town does not fully reflect the idea of water people and who is water people and why water people looks a particular way today. Yeah. And um, and I kind of sat with it and I said, it's only been in Cape Town that I have dived with more people that look like me than in my entire life, right? Wow. So like I get goosebumps at the thought of it. Like there's just all of these humans that are black and brown, that are water people, that are mermaids and mermen. And it's like, what? You know, it, it's, and, and I think that's probably become one of like, I get, like I get goosebumps as I'm talking about it because for the first time I went into spaces that that look like me and the people who I never see on my Instagram uh, free diving and scuba diving there they are with me we love you we love you you know like it's <laughs> it's it's mind blowing it's just we like we love you Zandi man you guys you you guys are like freaking doing the most for me right now all of you. And I mean, I often think about how, like, you, I often say, I talk about you all the time now. I say, you should see, like, Shamir, when he holds on to, like, the kelp. You can see he lives around those kelps. Like, he kind of, like, <laughs> hangs around there. And I'm like, whoa, whoa. And you just, like, hold on like a local. All the kelps know you. They, they treat you like a local. It's freaking amazing. <laughs> That's my home, yeah. That's my home. <laughs> And hello to everybody who's joining us. I see there's like all of this love that is like overflowing for you. Hello, so, guys. <laughs> hello to everybody. So you have to tell us, uh, tell us about your film. So for me, I mean, you've done phenomenal things, but just filmmaker, <laughs> one of your, you know, 
as one of your hi my name is i'm also a filmmaker like a filmmaker that is that tells a story that is so authentically south african like you have no idea how like i'm i'm loving you in a million ways but also just from the film i'm just like tell us tell us tell us tell us <laughs> so i'm not a filmmaker <laughs> Yes. Um, okay, so so let's start from the beginning because there's an is a very important point that I want to make um a bit later. Um so this film that was not just me making a film. I entered a competition last year called the New Pitch Competition and it was it is run by a organization in Durban called New New for short for New Environmental Wildlife Nature Filmmakers I think. <laughs> but yeah, they called Newf, uh, extraordinary people, very, very, very extraordinary people. Um, they are also about creating opportunities for all Africans, because so many times everybody comes to South Africa or Africa, and they just come and make films, but they don't include the locals in the films, you know. So they are actually giving the locals who has the indigenous knowledge the opportunities to actually tell their stories. which wow. i think is brilliant and amazing so i i pitched my film last year uh, it was like an online competition obviously and then i became one of the the finalists and then i got flown to durban for it was my first time out of taitan my first time on a plane by the way <laughs> um i presented my film uh, my film idea in front of a massive auditorium full of people uh filmmakers from around the world which was a big thing and a first for me again and then obviously um i actually got a lot of help from jason um i don't know if you've met jason um jason actually made my presentation the day before i had to present it and he flew down to to the conference and he gave me the hard drive to show my little video so wow. thank you to jason for that Um so I was selected as one of the winners um another winner from Cape Town is actually Fane so she's also so two Cape Townian winners um and then obviously we got awarded the uh, the film grant and we got to work with amazing amazing people um my mentor was incredible the cameraman Alex Jason and we had a, a magical editor named George These are all water people as well, so they actually work on big productions. And they told me, Shamir, we all live around you. If you ever need help, just shout. Don't ask anybody. We are all there for you, and we all want to help you. Wow. Um, wow. And I did that. You know, I just I asked him. Okay, you said I must ask. I'm asking. <laughs> so that's another thing of me. I'm not shy to ask anybody for help. So I asked them for help. Um, and then yeah, we made a film. I uh, actually my original film pitch was see the bigger picture the organization that that I run um but as you know I'm not a, I'm not a filmmaker and I had no filmmaking experience so from the moment we got to Durban we had different mentors um that teach that taught you taught us how to refine our pictures and they gave us advice you know so they told me Shamir it's not selfish to add a character to your film and 
I said, okay, you guys are the experts. Um, I added the character, but I thought, what character can I add, you know? And over over the three days that I've been, I've changed my pitch every day until two hours before I had to present. And it came out to me pitching my little story of who I am and where I come from and what I do. Um, so I think a lot of blessings was involved there. <laughs> um, and I thought it was important to show people also where I come from because a lot of people see see the bigger picture about the ocean, um, you know, diving. But I wanted to show people where I live and why I'm doing what I do, you know, uh, and for who I'm doing what I do. So yeah. I think it was important to showcase that. So the film goes from um, a little incident that, I, that happened to me when I was growing up. I was 14 years old. Um, so I live in a very rough neighborhood for, for people that's not from Cape Town watching this. I live in a very rough neighborhood, uh, 20 minutes away from the from the CBD. Um, it's quite a gangland. And growing up, there was lots, there was a lot of gang wars. Um, so one evening when we were playing soccer outside, so this is in my film. One evening when we were playing soccer outside, 14 years old, me and two of my friends, a car just drove up, screeching tires, and someone shouted out of the car, "We are those guys." shoot to kill and we ran and we ran into our house and shots just started blasting from all angles um three gunmen stood outside my house shooting on us um when when everything quieted down i ran to the back room and took a check on both my three can you not hear me can you hear me? Yeah, the audio just went a little bit off. So you okay, were saying um, you ran. Yeah, you said when the when the shots stopped. Yeah. You got up. Okay, so yeah, so after I checked on my parents and my siblings to see if they're okay, um, I saw that both my friends actually took one bullet and also ended up with one bullet. Um, but that is something that I don't talk about um, because I don't I don't look for sympathy by people. You know that's part of growing up, that's part of who you are today. Um, yeah. So that is in the film. That little scene is in in the film, and then it goes from there to discovering the ocean, obviously. And I've got a beautiful scene with me diving with a with the seals, um, and then it goes from there into the next generation where I'm sitting with my teaching her about, about um, all the little creatures and she's teaching me about the little creatures that she learns about. And wow. yeah, and then it, it, it kind of ends off with um, what happened after my first dive, like starting to see the bigger picture and taking all these kids now to get their first experience in the ocean. Yeah. That's like, so for like, everything that you've just said is just so incredible, right? And you tell the story of something that most people could never fathom, those shoes, and could probably never fathom the fear of that moment, right? And, and like you say, that you don't often talk about it because it's made you who you are today. But I think it's such an incredible story that has to be told, especially when you speak about... Um, 
the the Cape Flats and what it means to grow up in that area. And 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 then this 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 horror story that you turn into this phenomenal dream that takes you to the ocean and she, you know, she takes she takes your pain and she gives you just she just gives you the world. She gives you the universe. I mean, I can see that everybody's like sending you like so much love. So I want to go back to everyone's, um, oh my word, everyone is commenting to the gods. <laughs> uh, so um, everyone's saying, okay. Tracy Choir is like sending, oh wow, 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 wow. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to stop here. Uh, everyone says, great to see you. And oh, Ami says, I love you. Uh, I love you Tracy too, my Cox brother. Says, um, Psycho says, we're taking over. So black and brown people are becoming a normal thing. And everyone's just taking over the ocean, which I absolutely love. Uh, Tracy Kwai says, Infiltr infiltrate Masa Guinness. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, by the way, okay, while I look up your next comment, you have to explain what it means, uh, what Tracy just said. Masakin. Yes. So Masakin is actually, it's, it's one of the most affectionate expressions that I can give you, if I call you yes. my Masakin. It's oh. basically Afrikaans for my mother's child. So telling oh. you, away Masakin just means hello my sister or hello uh, but it's like it's more it's more it's more more intense than just saying my sister because saying that you are my mother's child means that we come from the same womb we come from the same heart you know so it's, it's, yeah so it's a it's, it's a it's a very extreme way of just saying i love you <laughs> hello oh. my master i wear my mask and you are my mother's child Man, that's, I'm with you. And I, and I, I I'm not um, colored, but I fully know. Masikinus is when you are in it, <laughs> when you have properly become oh, full on blood. Oh, so Aliyah says, uh, dope, Chuck Jenny, the law of attraction. Um, guys, like, I'm going to read, not all of the comments, but Tracy Kwai says, poor Stefan, I couldn't even rescue him. That is so funny. <laughs> I think I think if Stefan has to like watch this live, he, he would be like, yes, girl, you near pulled my <laughs> head off just to rescue me and I wasn't even drowning. <laughs> funny thing, while you're um, reading through the comments, um, when yeah. I done my level one course, um, yeah. so John took me out um, yeah. and we got to the ocean and lo and behold, I forgot my friends at the house. So I was on the course with no fins, <laughs> and I had to I had to rescue John at Dip. <laughs> I had to rescue him without any fins, but I've I finished my course my my first day with no fins, and he was like, "Wow, man, <laughs> that is a that is amazing." Because I mean, when I started, I was just I was not even like trying to play. I was not sure what I could do. I was not sure what I couldn't do. I don't know how I would have fared without those fins, to be honest. <laughs> uh, and Joanne says, hello. And Stephanie says, I agree that Cape Town has a much more diverse um, set of divers, I would imagine, than most other places, which is actually true. Because even in Joburg, the guys that I've trained with, 
um, yeah, they, they're not intensely diverse. Um, so everyone says, so proud of you, Shams, Hashemir, it's Ben, okay. And Mr. Modest, and I mean, this is exactly what I wanted to ask you. Stephanie says, you are a filmmaker, a storyteller, a change agent, and you keep on saying no. So I wanted to ask you, like, what, what would then make you a filmmaker? Like, do you have to make, like, five before people start calling you a filmmaker? Like, when do we start calling you a filmmaker? Because in my eyes, you're a filmmaker. Shamir, are you there? I don't know if it's me that's frozen, uh, but Joanne's, am I frozen? Hey, the audio, I can't hear you. I can't hear you either. Can you hear me? I can't hear you. No. I don't know. So I don't know if I still can't hear you. Uh, I, I don't know what has happened. Guys, is anyone able to hear us? Like, can you hear me or Shamir? Can you hear? Okay, so everyone, we can't hear you, Shamir. Can you maybe, mm -mm. can you, uh, I'm, I'm gonna remove you. And if you can, please just request again. Request again, I'm gonna remove you. Okay. So I've asked Shamir to uh, come back and request with us again. Everyone says they can't hear him. Uh, say this, stick eight Shamir. I, like my Afrikaans is horrible. Um, okay. Saying he's the most filmmaker-ish out of all of us here. Naz, I'm with you. He, he just, you know, he just needs to come through for us. I think we've got a request. Uh, let's just see. I've just uh, sent Shamir an invite again. Uh, Tracy, it's way overdue, man. Stick eight, ASAP. Hey, 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 Sorry, hey, guys. Hey. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> what, 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 difficulties. We're happy to have you back. <laughs> Uh, so, so there's just, there's so much love on this chat. Like, I don't even know where to start, but like everybody's sending you endless love. As we, uh, look back in the comments, tell us about see the bigger picture. So you mentioned it in your story and, and I'm excited. Tell us about see the bigger picture. What is it? What do you do? How old is it? And, and, and. So see the bigger picture literally means we want everybody to see the bigger picture. You yeah. know, um, it's a non-profit organization that we, that I co-founded with uh, my partner, Chris. You obviously know Chris. Um, yes. We started the organization about two years ago. 
I was already working with children um, at that time, and Chris actually saw what I was doing. Um, even take on free diving, saw what I was doing with the kids or what I was trying to do with the kids. That's why they put me on the courses so that I can have the necessary safety training. Yeah. And Chris just called me one night after I had the kids at the beach clean, and he told me, Shamir, why don't you just start your own organization? You know, and I also want to give back. Uh, my wife also wants to give back. Um, yeah. We very inspired when we see what you do. So why don't we just start our organization? And I, I was just like, hell yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's start our organization. And then, yeah, we started it. Um, it's been tough. It's been fun. Um, obviously, um, I have an amazing team behind yeah. the bigger picture so you see my face but there's a whole team that actually runs the bigger picture and without yeah. these guys i would probably probably be dead burnt out but um we have uh, just to give you like a brief outlook on what we do we have a couple of programs one of the programs is our youth program which is called defenders of the blue yeah um, so myself and stephanie runs that program it's, it's a program where we bring um, school children to the ocean and we have a curriculum that was written up by Naz and Nelson for us. Um, so it's a one-year mentorship program. So it's not another trip to the beach, you know, and we forget about you. It's actually 24 kids that stay with us for a whole year so that they can actually learn something. And wow. the kids, if they, if they feel like it, the, the program benefited them, they can actually stay on next year as volunteers to help the new kids that we take on in the next year. Wow. So on the program, we have different sessions. So we split the group up in two, and then one group will go into the intertidal zone, and they will learn how to use the two oceans um, field guide. They'll, use, they'll learn how to use the cameras and... They'll learn how to identify all types of animals and the other group we take into the water and we teach them how to use their mask and snorkel properly and try to get them as comfortable as possible in the water. Um, also giving them cameras so that they can learn how to use a camera and take photos for themselves. And so yeah, so it's basically a program where we also allow the kids to be in charge of their own program. Um, it's wow. not something that we want to dictate. Um, it's not something where we want to program children. I think yeah. um, the only way you learn to know anybody is is we let the next person talk and share. Yeah. You know, so we let the kids do that um, so that we can actually know how their mindsets work and yeah. what they need us to do. You know, and sometimes we will go home with a lot of homework ourselves. But it's a, it's a blessing because both the kids and ourselves learn from the program. Because um, yeah. me and all four directors, the other four directors, we don't come from a science background. So yeah. we are all learning, you know, as we go along. But we are blessed with amazing volunteers that, that are studying marine biology. They have yeah. scuba qualifications, freediving qualifications, and yeah. the rest of them are all just, they've all got a passion burning inside of them, you know, so, yeah. so yeah, and that's only one of the programs, I know I'm talking a bit long, so, yeah. 
the other program is our beach cleans that we um, we do it we host it once a month so this is also pre-covid it used to be big events um, um hopefully it will be big events again with all the safety in place yeah so this event is actually very fun it's not just going to the beach yeah. and picking up trash we have a DJ on the beach so that everybody can be jamming and dancing while they pick up trash. Um, we invite yeah. different scientists to collaborate with us, like Naz and Nelson. Nelson yeah. comes to the beach clean with his homemade microscope, shows the kids how they can make their own microscope, so they can actually have access to a microscope, you know, and use their phones wow. with it. Um, so they are roaming the beaches, talking to kids. Um, for me, it's very important that that interaction happens so that kids um, can see. Um, I don't have to be intimidated by a scientist, you know, because yeah. I, I used to feel that way. Like, I'd be scared to speak to a professor or, or a lecturer yeah. or, or even an yeah. educated student. So I want the kids to see that. Or even adults, like, you know, um, I don't have to be afraid of these people. They are actually very cool people, you know. Yeah. Um, and obviously, um, while Nelson is very animated on, on, on the event, so he, he actually is a great um, crowd puller for the children. <laughs> so, so that's amazing. And also we collaborate with anyone that wants to be involved, you know. So our events normally has, 10 to 12 different organizations um, at different areas. We do the beach cleans very differently. We do both the land and underwater simultaneously. So that has also grown in, from just being free divers to now free divers, scuba divers, surfers, um, stand up paddle boarders. Um, so yeah, it's just amazing. <laughs> I love so I love everything that you've just said, right? I love every single part of it. Like, I love that there's this, continue, there's this continuity and commitment from the kids that come to, to be a part of See the Bigger Picture. So you're with them for the whole year, which means that they have an opportunity to learn, which is incredible, right? And then the second thing that has, like, you know, set my heart on fire is is the fact that you know a lot of you guys do not come from a science background and you are learning with the kids most of the time and i love this so much because this is also where i come from a space yeah. where um i attended a beach clean and i was actually listening to nelson and naz and i learned so much like i sat there with the kids i was the kids i am the kid and in everything that they said i giggled just as much and I was tickled pink just as much. And when they said, go look underwater, I was in there just as much because for me, it's also new, you know? And when they spoke about this app that you can get on your phone, this was me like in a second, like downloading the app. And, and I've seen like, um, I've seen Nelson's uh, little microscope. And I was like, I was just as much in it. Listen, it's such a phenomenal thing to realize that the ocean is open to all of us. And in all of our, you know, Nelson says something interesting. He says, you can be a scientist on paper, but it's in the questioning of what is. 
and yeah. answering that question that everyone is a scientist. I freaking love that. And he's like, at the end of the day, you have an observation and you kind of go through the process of, could it be this? Could it be that? You know, and I'm like, even me, I'm a scientist, you know, and, and it's, just, <laughs> it's, it's phenomenal to, to, and it goes back to what you said, right? These scientists that are all of a sudden accessible, they exactly. are people too. Exactly. It's incredible. At least that's what I found. I think no, it is. It really is. You see, we had a big problem, I think, in the past where um, a lot of, um, sorry, nurse were always saying scientists, but a lot of scientists um, were, were loners, you know, like for themselves. But they need to realize that, um, and also people also need to realize it, uh, regular people like us. You have, if you want to learn, you have to reach out, you know, and also if you're going to sit with all that knowledge yourself, how do you expect us to help? Um, and also for the people um, like me and you that are not scientists, um, yeah. we also shouldn't be afraid to reach out to these people, you know, and obviously we yeah. have to do it with respect um, because they are also humans. You can't just go on someone's page and, and go on a rant, you know, you have to also approach someone respectfully. Um, so personally, I do this all the time. I knew everyone's DMs, you know, asking for help, asking for advice. Um, that's how Naz and I met. I think that's when I met I just on everybody's DMs, you know, and good things come yeah. from it. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's been, that's been the most amazing thing, right? You know, everyone's like, ooh, people getting into my DMs. I'm like, everyone who has gotten into my DMs in the last six months, I am like so grateful. This whole year, everyone who has been in my DMs has just been like, connections on connections on connections and this community and this tribe and at each and every moment there is someone that you can reach out to to say hey what is this hey can you help me with that look i've been in cape town now that i'm a cape town resident <laughs> <laughs> i've been in cape town and this is the first time that i've experienced cape town in this way right I've never, you know, I can have my alone time, but I feel like I've got besties everywhere, like in every single direction, which is just incredible. But I wanted to come back to something that you said that is so powerful. You said we bring a DJ to the Beach Kings. <laughs> and I love that because it's such a, it's such a culture Thing, right we love music we love to dance we love to get down and it's just a mixture where you're like everybody can have a party while the beach clean is happening while people are learning that changes that talks to like context right i think someone in the in the comments said it's also important who is doing it and who is answering yeah. the question because you know when you say there's a dj we know what that means, right? So I don't even know, but <laughs> I'll be there gonna be a for party, it. yeah. You know, it's, it's, what? You see, it's, it's, um, I always say, um, I, I blame a lot of stuff on the past, you know, so we've been programmed with, 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 with um, one vision of how something is supposed to be, you know, and 
it can't work like that, you know, because everybody is unique. Everybody has their own likes. Everybody has their own um, their own vibes, you know. So yeah. you have to cater for everybody. Um, I'm yeah. sure there's not a single person that doesn't like music. So yes. instead of going to a beach every month or every week and you there by yourself picking up a paper as other people trash. I run an organization, but I don't like cleaning, you know, but I know why I'm doing it. Yeah. And if we're going to make it a bit more fun, people would want to come. And when they come, they learn. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's the right, I don't know if it's like the, like there's a right way, but it's just a way in which there's a way in which you are able to communicate and connect with people. And often you know, there's nuances. I mean, I was saying this weekend that um, I was saying to a friend of mine, I was saying, you need to understand that sometimes I will tell an incredibly sad story or I could just be sad and I'll just yeah. start laughing or I will smile through it. And it's not because I'm laughing ha 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 because it's funny. It's just a way in which we have learned to, to hold our pain. It's like yeah. you hold it in you know, the, the laughter helps you hold the pain. And if that even makes sense, but it's a yeah. nuance that is a nuance to its people. And the people would understand what is happening, you know, cause my 100%. cousin was telling a horrible story over the weekend and she just started laughing. And it was just that, you know, there are certain things that you can't explain. And, and it sounds like see the bigger picture is, is properly, it's so authentically, we're trying, the we're trying. The most. We're trying. <laughs> so, like, I, I can't believe we're, like, 46 minutes in. So I just need to freaking, like, figure out what I want to ask you. Tell us about what does representation mean to you? And I think it's almost like threading the needle through our whole conversation. What does representation mean? And, and is it even important to you? So I'll take you back to earlier in our, in our conversation um, where I told you that I started diving at the age of 33, which was four years ago. Um, and that is where representation comes in. I told you I love the ocean and I wanted to do stuff. My father spoke about his adventures. But one of the reasons why I didn't get to do it was because I thought it wasn't for me. Yeah. And simply put, I didn't see people that looked like us do it. So that is why representation is important because, and I guess it's also why I chose to make the film that I made because I yeah. want you to see that there is someone living among you going through the same struggles as you, but look what I'm doing. So yeah. if I can do this, all of you can do it. Anyone can do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and I think that is, that is for me the... The, the whole model of the story, if you are not going to, if you don't see someone that looks like you're doing what you're doing, you're going to think that, oh, this is not fast. Yeah. So I am just trying to be me and trying to show kids that if I can do it, you guys, everybody can do it. And I'm not just speaking about the ocean. I'm speaking about anything, you know. Yeah. If you want to be anything, if you want to do anything, don't let people tell you you can't. Don't let anyone tell you it's not for you. Just do it. That simple as that. Just do it. And like, 
I'm so echoing everything that you're saying because, you know, I'm also in my 30s and finding freediving in, you know, some people will be like, oh, but, you know, you, you, you just do things as you kind of want. And I'm like, yeah, I'll be 80 <laughs> and I will take up like something stupid because I want to. And I think it's so beautiful, like how you explain representation that, you know, we are able to dream bigger when we start to see people who look like us doing exactly. these amazing things, you know, um, you know, what Steve the Bigger Picture is doing is so important on so many levels, you know, the, the, the mixing together of what we need to do for to save the world, to save our oceans, to save this, this being that has saved all of us, right? Because she just keeps pitching up for all of us. We know what we need to do, but what happens when we mix in the things that we love in our cultures, which is music, which is dancing, which is gatherings? What happens, the magic that comes from those times, you know? I mean, I was chatting about um, writing a introduction to freediving in Zulu, just because it goes back to the things that are important in understanding and, you know, the beauty of language. Earlier on yeah. when Tracy said masakent, right? It goes so much deeper than anyone could ever understand. And you're just like threading it all together. And <laughs> I celebrate you. I celebrate you for many reasons, but I celebrate your heart and your vision and your choosing to not, you know, play in the confines of what it means to exist as you grow and, you know, the less exploration, you're in it, you're doing it, and I celebrate you for that, Shamir. Like, it's a, it's a massive thing. Thank you so much. You're making me blush now. <laughs> Man, everybody's like in here, like fully loving you. So you should be like blushing from everybody here. Okay, so everyone is like, there's a whole party that's happening in this comment section. And Stephanie says, people of color are just absolutely vital in every space. How else will the future be diverse, inspiring, doing deeds with purpose and seeing all the support here and beyond? You know, Stephanie, we're with you and we're celebrating the 30s club doing the most. Um, and everyone's just celebrating you. So Captain Looney says, we had a seafood festival here in Florida pre-COVID with bands all day. It was one of the cleanest events, your VIP entry. <laughs> Your, your entry came with your own reusable cup and it was a cool stainless steel one, no trash. Girl, we're amazing, with you. Amazing, amazing. So we've got like nine minutes and tell us about, hold on, Nazoa says it's not about blaming the past, it's about discussing it openly and honestly. And I'm 100% behind that, right? I, I had a meeting with someone and I realized that I had stopped giggling when I said black and black experiences. I had, I had grown to a place where it's so important that we have these discussions and own who we are in the discussion, right? Without fear and just placing it on the table that if we're gonna change what we want to change, we need to be intentional and we need to say it and just and stand in the glory of what was and what is. This is just 100%. like, <laughs> I'm on fire. Tell us, tell us about 
I mean, you're an incredible water human. So we've already said that you're a filmmaker and you're a free diver and you are running this conservation space and you're threading it all together. Where is this? Are you going to be making more films? Where's this free diving going? Are we, you know, what, what's, ha what's happening? I mean, you're an amazing underwater photographer. You've captured me underwater and I've seen all the people that you've captured. <laughs> Part of the reason why I came to Cape Town was to also get a picture from you. So <laughs> tell us about it. <laughs> uh, I'm not, I'm really not. Uh, I'm just learning. Uh, I am really just learning now. Um, there's a couple of professionals that I see that is watching us like Mermaid Danny. She's a professional photographer. Um, I recently also just got my, my first um, proper camera. So I am learning. I'm learning. <laughs> no, but you're learning beautifully. I mean, all of us, I mean, everybody can, can attest to it. Everyone in this whole comment section could say something <laughs> about your photography. And I think it's, it's so beautiful to, and I, I can imagine the space of like, um, what's the word? Trying to be like modest, as the people would say. But there's also the space where you need to also celebrate your victories and you have done amazing things. And owning that you're a filmmaker. <laughs> exactly, owning that you're a filmmaker and you're a storyteller and you're a change agent and you're changing the narrative of what it means to be black and brown people who live close to the ocean but have no access to it. Um, you're capturing underwater stories, even with that octopus that we found at Long Beach. Come on, <laughs> be that guy. <laughs> two, two. Thank you, man. Man, okay, hold on. So I'm gonna read everyone's. Um, so, uh, oh, thank you, Zandi. You need to have your own talk show. I'm a talker, hey. <laughs> uh, Stephanie, you're learning and teaching. You're doing amazing things in a short span of time. And I completely echo that because you're giving little people cameras underwater to explore and find themselves through a lens, which is just something else that is so different. I'm just like, I'm loving all of you, which is just incredible. Mermaid Danny says, you're killing it with your photography. We know this. Uh, Verity says, photography is about knowing your subject matter, not knowing tech. I vibe that. Girl, you should see my pictures. You should see the pictures <laughs> that Shamir took. Girl! <laughs> so, in our last... Um, oh, everyone's like, oh, your shit. So, <laughs> as we go into our last five minutes, can you share your heart with us? So, whatever it is that you're feeling in your heart in this moment. So, whatever it is that's going to be like our tea sipper... Uh, we've missed the sunset, so our sunset catcher to those who are still like uh, during the day. Just leave us with your with your love and your wisdom and what's in your heart and all of that. <laughs> um, that is actually a difficult question. <laughs> um, I think the the same the same um, answer as the beginning. I just want to see everybody out there in a positive space. I just want to see everybody in their own happiness, you know. Um, we, tend to, we tend to take too much things too seriously. Um, a lot of things happen the way it should happen, no matter how we try to, to plan things and be on par and perfect. You'll still get 
a knock from life, you know, just to bring you down a little. Um, but we need to realize that, and but we also need to realize that everything will get better. You will learn from that knock. You will stand up, dust yourself off, and dive back into the ocean, <laughs> you know. So for me, it's just also like, if you want to do something, it doesn't take it doesn't take you to start your own organization. It doesn't take big funding. It doesn't. If you just want to do something good, just just do it. You know, stand up, go do it, and don't do it for people. Do it for yourself. Do it for your art. It takes it will make your art happy. <laughs> yeah. And with that, I mean, I I echo everything that you've just said. If you want to do it, get on with it. If you want to do it, get on with it. It's not about who's going to fund you. It's not about the money. And um, interestingly enough, I was saying the other day, I said, and in your passion, whatever you're able to do within your own means is good enough, you know? Exactly. And if, if, if people rally around you and they give you more to do more, that's phenomenal. But you have started to birth your dream and you get to own your dream, which is just beautiful. One hundred percent. And before we go, that is, remember I told you in the beginning when we spoke about the movie, there's an important point I want to make. Mm -hmm. So I just want to echo that point that you made now. Um, it is, if you feel like um, I never win a competition, I always felt like I never win a competition, but the reason I don't win is because I don't enter. You know, I don't awesome. enter, I don't try. So once you try, that is the first step. And you have to stand up, you have to try. Even if you're going to fail, even if you're going to fail hard or fall in your face, I think that is the most important thing. You have to take that step. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I echo that 100%. I'm, I'm the same. Like, I feel like I don't ever win anything. But I also don't have the patience for, like, like it's a weird thing. So I don't want to get into it because we're in the last of the bit. But, uh, so Nazoa says, uh, yes, for necessary knocks and life lessons and taking ourselves less seriously. I'm 100% behind that. And this man has helped me regain my water confidence with heart. I love that, Susie. So, Shamir, for me, I want, as we end off, I want to celebrate you. I want to lift you to all of the light. I am thankful for your life. I am thankful for what you do. I am thankful that you remind us that at every point we are creating ourselves as you have created yourself and as you are creating and as you are building this dream. So thank you for giving us courage, right? In telling your story and reminding us that our stories are important. So Thank you for this session and thank you for making time. I know that you're also like intensely busy, but thank you. And keep, keep doing what you're doing, man. We are celebrating thank you and we're loving you and we are with you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for reaching out. I celebrate you as well. I'm sure we all celebrate you. I'm always so inspired by Shamir. I'm inspired by his vision. I'm inspired by the man that he is. And above all, his passion for the ocean. With that said, we are at the end of season two. It has been a phenomenal time to speaking to amazing people. On the 1st of May, season three will be launching. And I hope you will be here with us to celebrate. Do enjoy and take care of yourself. Cheers.